0: Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Good morning and welcome. And this is our Christian Fellowship Community Forum. And if you have been keeping count, or even if you haven't, it's session number 15. But it is the first time we have had Chris Kuhn. Uh, as our speaker. So it is a first in that way. And uh, Chris is from St. Louis, as many of you know. Uh, I'm Ron Jolson. I am your host, and I'm very happy to greet. We have over 1,700 people have registered. I don't think we'll get that many on here, but hey, you never know. It could it could all happen. Um, and I, I am thrilled to introduce Chris Kuhn. Uh, a little bit of background about Chris. Uh, he was a uh, describes himself as as perhaps someone who as a child was in danger of falling through the cracks uh, in the educational system and sometimes his uh his energy and his enthusiasm may have been mistaken for inattention or being rowdy uh, and he was also diagnosed with dyslexia I think perhaps ADHD as well um and he, you know, receive daily reprimands and low marks on assignments. And it basically, I think um, made it very difficult for Chris to feel like he was capable of attaining success. And so as we, as we walk through this um, Chris described that he discovered during this time that he had a talent, however, for long distance running. And so he would finish ahead of older, more experienced runners, and that instilled, as you might imagine, a lot of confidence in Chris. And then, uh, and with that, uh, and a local newspaper who labeled him as Marathon Boy, which I, I may Chris start calling you that. I don't know. Uh, he began to believe that anything is possible, uh, and he would draw on the strength gained from some of that recognition and those successes to help overcome obstacles. And uh, I think Chris, it's safe to say, your love of uh, running is not abated in any way. You've Uh, Completed 19 marathons. That's I'm just trying to think how many more than I've completed. Uh, 19 more than I've completed, uh, including the Chicago and Boston marathons. And he broke a three-hour barrier twice in 2009, which anyone who knows anything about it, that's amazing. Um, I don't know what you're running from, Chris, but just keep doing that. Uh, He's a lifetime member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. He's a, a Master Achievement Award winner, career production in the industry, top 1%. Uh, with over 10 uh, million of career production and a consistent forum producer. I love seeing him there. Um, He, however, would say that his greatest success is marriage to his wife, Lisa Rose, and their beautiful family with three children. You know, I want to say a few things because, Chris, you really inspired me in in the few, in the discussions we had prior to this. You know, most people know about the Uh, the Bible verse that says, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's a very important verse uh, and and makes us understand that how approachable Jesus Christ is to every one of us. But Your testimony, which I know you're going to share with us, reminds me that we are all in process, that we are all moving toward a place uh, that God has always had intended for us. And I know theologians describe that as something called sanctification, which is uh, as we repent of sin and as we turn from it, we get closer and closer to where God wants us to be. And a pastor once, though, described to me sanctification as really the process by which we learn for ourselves, what it is that God had intended for us all along. Uh, And that's just a wonderful way of thinking about sanctification. But when I hear your testimony, it makes me want to focus more and more on what I will become because I have seen such a change in your life. And I think that is really the, the wonderful message behind at least one of my takeaways. So, we'll be curious whether the, that resonates with people today, and whether that uh, makes sense as we hear what you have to say. So, we want to get started and have me be quiet and uh, ask Chris. Just just start out as we often do with a, a little bit about your own uh, faith journey.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ron. Thanks so much. And uh, it's an honor to be here, a privilege, and um, really just humbled. Uh, love many of you uh, that have uh, joined in in the text. And, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was young. Uh, I was probably five years old, and my mom did the best that she could do. And, you know, my dad was in and, in and out of my life, but not at the level that, you know, that I would want to have a father Leaned towards me, and uh, my grandmother's, both of them really had strong faith. I was raised Catholic, um, but I just, uh, I had a yearning uh, when, when I was very young to, to have Christ in my life. I think uh, for me, uh, when I looked to the cross and I looked to God, um, it, it gave me a sense of peace, um, and it was something that, um, you know, when I was really young, when I when really when I started running. You know, I put a cross on, uh, I wore a cross from the time I was probably, I want to say seven or eight years old. I went out and bought one and I'd always run up to the rectory and have the priest bless the cross for me. And before every race that I would run, I would always kiss the cross and just always give God, you know, credit, um, you know, for those accomplishments. And what it did for me, I think is, is um, you know, I knew that, you know, that I had a father that loved me, that supported me and wanted nothing but the best for me. Um, and, and the world was telling, you know, school, such a small part of our life, really, when you think about it, but it has such a huge imprint on our souls, uh, and what's potential we can become. And, and, and in school, I didn't do well at all. I mean, I did kindergarten half days the first year, and then I went next year for all day and got called flunker and all kinds of wonderful things from all the wonderful children that were God, you know, fearing kids. And then I was in special school district as well. And, um you know, that was another, you know, humbling experience. And and I couldn't spell my name, Christopher for you. I remember when I could tie my shoes for the first time in the special school district, Mr. Hogan gave me a Heath bar, you know, and it was like some big accomplishment. So, you know, just, I just felt, you know, close to God for years. And, um, and and God never left me, Ron, and I don't think we have the power to leave God. But I certainly um, as I got into junior high and high school, I definitely went on a on a different path for a period of time, for sure.
0: Yeah, that is that is awesome. And somebody just commented in the chat, like how sweet it, uh, your your testimony is and your willingness to to kind of share with us some very personal things. Um, but as part of this story, Chris, you you shared with me that you struggled with addiction. I don't know when that exactly came in uh, to your to your life, but can you talk about that? And uh, during that struggle, what what exactly happened, and how did you deal with
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one is that I find that you know the more vulnerable I become and open up my heart, that hopefully somebody listening out there feels that they have the opportunity to do the same thing. And we all have, as, as John told me many times, we all have gifts and wounds. Um, But for me, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and, uh, you know, drinking was a big part of our family. And, you know, we could drink in our house when I was young, you know, probably, you know, 9, 10, 11, you could you know, sneaking sips of beer. And it just, when I drank, I mean, it just, it it just, all of a sudden I was a rock star. You know, I didn't have any feelings. Uh, I could talk to anybody. I could talk to, you know, my insecurities went to the wayside. Um, I was kind of a life of the party. Uh, didn't do well academically, but I could certainly party hard, and people really enjoyed being around me. And then uh, I went away to military school in eighth grade, and then I went to boarding school up in Connecticut, and that's where I started, you know, smoking a little weed, which is funny that it's legal now, but kind of got into that track, and then and then drinking kind of escalated, and then when I got to College. I went to Marshall University. I went to all these different schools because they had good help programs, and my grandmother was kind enough to, to support it. And um, but in college, you know, it was kind of it was a lot of fun in the beginning. I loved it. It was great. And then it kind of became a habit. You know, it wasn't. And then it just kind of became, you know, no fun. And I found myself in college, um, and, and drugs were a part of it. But you know, had I not, you know, gone down this path, but. I, the choice was no longer, you know, a choice. It's like I had to do it, to, you know, to to stop the shakes and just, you know, it was just a it was a nightmare. Um, and um, I ended up finding myself uh, calling my parents at a Greyhound bus station, and I got on a bus and uh, dropped out of college with a 12-pack and ended up moving down to Jacksonville, Florida, and just was kind of bottoming out. And and what a day looked like, uh, just tell you is what I would get up in the morning, shake. Uh, And then I would uh, go to uh, work on uh, golf course maintenance at TPC and then have a 40 at lunch. And then basically at the end of the day, and then my dad was getting sober. I moved back to St. Louis because the pressure was on there, geographical escape. And I had a lot of anxiety and um, my dad was trying to get well. And I went to an AA meeting and I went to my first one when I was like 17 uh, and it was all up in my head. And then, uh, and then, you know, they said, well, if you're lucky, you'll get to come back. Uh, And when I was 21... You know, I found myself, uh, I just, I I knew God had given me a lot of gifts, and uh, so I called my grandmother again, and I didn't have any health insurance, and I asked her if she would uh, help me get into treatment, and she did, and I just knew when I went in those doors, uh, when I sat down there, like one in out of 33 people, one in two of you are gonna stay sober, and I said, well, I don't know who the other person is in the room, but I'm I'm owning this. I surrendered, uh, and in the program, you know, it's all spiritual. Um, but I knew that God, uh, wanted me there and that he had a purpose for my life. And, uh, you know, so I got into the program and, and, and I did all the meetings. I got great sponsor and, you know, it's funny in the program, it's people just like all of us. Uh, it's not like, you know, but it's, uh, you know, in the program, it was a, a, a lot of work in the beginning, then it became a habit. And then it's, you know, now my life is, if I didn't tell you, I don't drink it. I mean, I can get down on it with, a uh, you know, Starbucks and sugar-free Red Bull you know, uh, God's blessed me with that ability. And um, I worked that program, I checked groceries and I bought a policy for 50 bucks a month from a guy in the in, in the business. And then uh, a couple years into my recovery, you know, God opened the door to, to really meet John Qualley. And uh, I always give him so much credit, but you know, he was, uh, when the students ready teachers appear, I always wanted to be successful, Ron. And uh, Northwestern Mutual, you know, the beauty of this company, you know, gave me that platform uh, to come in. And uh, I did exactly what John told me to do. And in my, my days, ever since I went into treatment, um, I, I get on my knees in the morning and I ask God to keep me sober. I pray for people. Uh, and then at the end of every day, uh, I get on my knees and I thank God for for my sobriety. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I look at my life today and, and uh, you know, in the Northwestern, uh, there's just been so many wonderful people that I've met, uh, that have, have, inspired me in my walk, not only professionally, but more just, uh, yeah, I remember you and I riding in the car together and talking to, you know, with you. And, uh, but I just, um, you know, I think about my friends and the pro, uh, I mean, it, I call it the program, but at Northwestern Mutual that have impacted my life. And it's just, it's been such a gift and it's because God chose for me to get sober and I don't know why he did. Um, but it's, uh, it's been the greatest gift that he ever gave me. So, uh, yeah, it, it is amazing how God will bring people
0: into your life at just the right time. And that's often a prayer that I have, especially for uh, family members um, who, you know, for whatever reason, they may not be likely to listen to me. We all struggle with that, with the, with the ones we're closest to. Even Jesus struggled with that in his hometown. Uh, but often God brings people in our lives. And that certainly seemed to happen to you. Would you say that the, the 12 step program was, was kind of what drew you closest to Christ or was there, there are other things that were happening that drew you close to God?
1: I mean, I think the gift was that I always believed in God. And when I got in the program, you know, the uh, you know, the first step, you know, as was me. Like, we were powerless over alcohol. Step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And step three has made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to care of God, kind of like committing your life to Christ. And so it's basically I can't, he can't, and I'll let him. And I knew that the only way that it was going to work for me because my anxiety was so bad. I mean, I was my saboteurs and my the devil was just causing havoc in my life. And uh, and I knew the only solution was going to be Christ, really. And uh, I'm just so thankful uh, for that because, uh, you know, the alcoholism is just like cancer, you know, but cancer, everybody has compassion for. And if you have a family member in addiction, it's, it's not your family member anymore. You're really not with your family member. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the choices are you recover, you'll get institutionalized in a psych ward or jail or you'll die. And, um, you know, I'm just so thankful again to God that, that he's allowed me to stay sober today. You want to talk a little more about that, your
0: life today and, and how does it, how does it seem? How is it different to you? Do you often think back on those times,
1: uh, frequently, or are you just completely past it? I mean, of course I think about it And sometimes, you know, like, I mean, you know, I'll walk through the grocery store and see these, you know, the way they d- design liquor and everything. I mean, sometimes I wish I could have a cold beer or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I, the thoughts, you know, come, I can't, you know, but, um, You know, today, uh, I think when I got sober, I just, you know, my life's gone by so fast. I mean, I'm 54, uh, you know, um, we're not here really for that long. And I think what getting sober did for me is it just gave me a great appreciation for how uh, significant life is, but how short it is. And I love experiencing people and and I love connecting with people. Uh, And and I'm kind of like Barnabas in the Bible. There wasn't a whole lot about him, but a great encourager. Um, I just, I, I just, um, I love my life. I've had many problems. You know, my marriage has been up and down. I love my wife to death. It's funny that, that, that bio you read, I should rewrite it. That thing's like 15 years old, but you know, I mean, I've had a lot of ups and downs in, in, in life and that's just life though. Uh, life is full of adversity and difficulty, but at, at, at my core, I wake up grateful and thankful uh, for the day. And, and, um, and I would just tell you, I mean, I've had, you know, Paul Ladak does want to the guys that if I look at a guy in Northwestern Mutual who's inspired me to show me what the walk with Christ could look like, he would be right up there. Amen. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Um,
0: I'm not sure if, Paul, if Paul's on today, but I'll make sure he he uh, watches the replay. Um, now, we have 200, over 250 people on for sure. And then actually more because many people are in conference rooms but um we have so many people i am sure chris that there are people uh watching or listening that that are facing addictions of some kind uh certainly or have people in their family that might be so to, can what encouragement would you have for those of us who are in that situation
1: um i mean i think at the end of the day we all find things you, know, you can be addicted to the business right you can be addicted to making money you know gambling whatever i mean there's all kinds of the devil's got lots of a big playground out there for us all to play in. Um, what I would say to you is that when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that there's a, there's a beautiful uh, solution out there. And that, uh, and then who knows if it's ever, you know, just take it one day at a time. That's what I like about the program. It's just today, I'm not choosing to drink today. And as of this morning, I had 11,801 days. Mm-hmm. So for anybody out there, you know, that, that has something they want to get better with, you know, just turn it over today um, uh, and, and then, um, and then, and then share a problem, you know, we keep so much to ourselves, you know, our brain health. And w- when you share with somebody, your struggles, um, it's a beautiful thing because they'll share theirs with you. Uh, and then you have somebody to be accountable to, but more importantly, you'll find that we all, you know, at our core have issues that, that, that don't make us feel good about ourselves. But the, the beauty is when you, when you have wins and you get on the right course, um, your life gets so much better. Um, and then you think back to, wow, why would I, how I was living in that, that world before. And it's, um, but I'm here to help anybody at any time. I mean, you can call me, text me, you know, whatever. Um, but it's, uh, you know, God's, and, and really lean into God. I mean, to me, you know, Christ can, he can handle anything. I mean, he died on the cross for all of our sins and all of our problems and he got whipped on the back and. You know, he's there, um, you know, if you reach out uh, to to Jesus and just say, hey, help me. And then you got to go do the work, too, though. It's not like, you know, it's not going to part the sea for you. Um, You got to do your legwork for sure. You know, someone just uh, asked a question in the chat room. I think it's a good
0: one. And that is, uh, Chris, would you ever share your story with your clients? Have you ever
1: done that? Oh, many times. Yeah. You find it to be helpful and, and they're receptive. Um, I found it to be really helpful. They've been super receptive. I've helped some of my clients get sober. I've helped some of my clients put their kids in treatment. Um, you know, I've, uh, I'm an open book, you know, Ron, at the end of the day, you know, who's speaking to you today in front of you is the same person that would sit to you. If, if I wasn't lucky enough to be in New Jersey in your room right there with you getting you as a client, I would speak to you the same way. We all put our pants on the same way. Um, and I think, uh, I just, I don't know. God's given me the ability to connect with people. And and I think in sometimes with our clients, you know, they'll share with us some of their deepest fears and concerns. And if you work on yourself, you become attractive. They'll see there's an opening, right? Um, it's kind of like what Paul did for me, the way he manages his family. You know, so when I see something in somebody and I feel like I can share, I'll ask for permission, Um But I mean, I don't like broadcast that I'm sober, but I definitely, you know, but I got to, I mean, I eat vitamins like, I mean, I drink coffee addictively. I mean, I'm still very, you know, I'm like, balance is hard for me to figure out. I'll tell you. Well, I I think
0: just hearing kind of that vulnerability, uh, you know, even people who may not be going through some of those things, look, we all all have issues, right? And I, I think what you're getting at is just the, how the honesty, if as an advisor um, how effective that can be, because I think clients appreciate that. Uh, they appreciate understanding that, you know, you you go through things too, or have gone through things. And, and that's amazing. Um, I love it. So, um, you know, we are going to go into our breakout rooms in a few minutes, but uh, before we do that, um, I do want to ask another question. So, you know, what about somebody who might say, you know what, this is, this is just how I am. Uh, This is what I'm like. Um, I I just have to live with this. Um, You know, if when you come across folks who feel that way, uh, do you have some advice for them?
1: Yeah. I mean, first I think we all have a judge and saboteurs that live up in our brain and that's that victim mentality, right? Oh, woe is me. And I'm, this is my lot in life and Oh God, you know, and just whatever, you know, and it's like, you know, I'd rather have a, a, a victor mentality about it. And, uh, what I would say to you is that your mind is so powerful uh, and God is so great that, you know, if you want to stop being a victim and be more of a victor, uh, it, you know, our minds, uh, you know, our energy, right? I think our spirits and our soul are energy. And so if I tap into that, woe is me, and I don't like being around those, I call them the, the vampire killers, energy killers or whatever. <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I just, I know that there's help out there for me. And I know that God's a big, big God, and uh, and I know my friends. You know, I've got you know a handful of really close friends that are there for me. Um, and I would encourage you to change your life, you know, um, and just and just and just make a decision. You're second. Look in the mirror, and look at yourself, and 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 say that today's the day that I'm choosing to do something good for myself, and whatever that is, you know, people will be there for you. And most importantly, do it because if you have children. Uh, you know uh, relationships can be you know can be mended you know you can get close with your children again you can get close with your parents again there's so many blessings that can come in your life if you choose to uh work on yourself that's what this business forces us to do
0: it it does in a lot of ways uh, but i i also want to add i think uh that we have a bit of an advantage as christians you know we are uh we're made in god's image and in in a, in a funny sort of way we're triune as well right we have a We have a spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions. And of course, we have a body. Uh, And there's there's a battle that's going on. You have a renewed you have a spirit that is from God as a Christian, but you still have a soul and you still have a soul that needs regeneration. You still have a mind that needs renewal. But the good news, of course, is as Christians, is that we have the Holy Spirit in us that. I think gives us a unique ability to turn to him, as you have done, uh, to turn to him to really overcome uh, and so that we can become more aligned, that our spirit, our soul uh, can become more aligned as Christians. So we haven't I think we have an advantage. I think, you know, the fact that the 12 step program acknowledges the higher power and you quickly went to Christ with that, which is where I think we should be going. Um, you know, I think that that you saw that in action, because I don't think without God, Chris, you could have gotten where you got to. Would
1: you agree with that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Can I read one scripture for you that helps me? Please do it. Yeah, it's, it's Psalms 25, 4, five. But it just says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. There you go.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. So with that, uh, what and what's the address for that? The, the reference for that scripture, Chris, it was Psalms 25, four through five Psalms 25, four through five. See, you don't think I'm watching the chat room. I am. Okay. Um, all right. So we want to go into the breakout rooms and we do have questions for discussion. So let me give you uh two or three uh, to, to jot down. One is, have you ever come to a place uh, where your own life has become unmanageable. I think in the breakout rooms, if anyone's willing to share that, no pressure. But if anyone is, I think that's amazing. Um, have you ever considered believing in a power greater than yourself to restore your sanity when you went through those things? And then finally, um, and this may be um, easier for some to to talk about is what hope did Chris give you leave with you today so that you, too, might be an overcomer? So what are some things that you learned today that you think you would be useful for you going forward? So, um, with that, Brittany, if you could take us into the breakout rooms and we will be back in 15, 20 minutes. Hey, hey Ron. Yeah. This is, this is Qualley. Yeah. We had in our group, we had, a, we had Dick, uh, 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 Rawlings and Paul, who was a rep with Dick years ago, they haven't made a con. A con they haven't known it and seen each other for like twenty years, and and here they see each other together today on this <laughs> gathering. And Paul shared with us his overcoming, and it was and and he and he honored Dick in doing that. Is that is that amazing? I uh, that you know, Wally. That's a that's a God thing. Okay, so hopefully, Chris, you're uh, you're on and can hear me. Uh, Great group. The very last comment um, was a quote. He he got real affirmation and and authenticity was really impressed in our group. No, there's no shame about where any of us come from in Christ. Uh, And that is just an awesome thought. And and Chris, and certainly something to walk away. We also talked about in our group that, you know, Satan likes to put lots of shortcuts in our path. To make us feel good about things that have happened in our lives but there are no shortcuts the only long-term answer is christ i love that um that was a comment that came out in, in our group uh somebody said you know um some of these things come out of feeling that you're not good enough but 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 we're good enough that christ loved us and so um just just terrific uh discussion in in our own particular group what about you chris did you uh, did you get some good nuggets from you?
1: Yeah, I mean, our group was unbelievable. We had a lot of St. Louis people on it. Um, and uh, I, I was really moved. There was a young man, Neil, in my group that I met at this uh, Brainer, Minnesota deal years ago. And he was in a really difficult spot in his life at that time, doing well with Northwestern Mutual career wise, but personally wasn't the man that he wanted to be. And he said he had thanked me many times over the years, but the fact that we were able to be in a group together today where he could publicly thank me. And I just said, well, that's just God working in our lives, much like John just shared. Um, and then a neat kid in our office, uh, Randy, uh, had just an awesome testimony. And Colton, whose dad had committed suicide, talked about you know how he's back in church, um, which was really moving. And then Abby, uh, who uh, just uh, has an amazing career and, and just unbelievable gifted life, that I've known her husband, um, and then Bill uh, shared a really power. I mean, I mean, it's crazy, but those those breakout groups are. It was it was it was deep and intense and powerful.
0: You know, and and I just wanna pause for a second too and thank all of you who are leaders in those breakout groups. And, you know, sometimes you can have the awkward silences or whatever, although I haven't experienced too much of that. But some of you, and some of you have been called out, like Mark Cole, you've been called out as an amazing leader several times. So I just thought I'd share that with you. And thank you, brother, for, for what you're doing there. All right. Well, so we are uh, as we come toward the end of this and we we always like to leave a little bit early so um people have time to run to their next thing. But maybe Chris if if uh you want to leave us with we like to end with a transforming idea, uh something that a final thought that you'd like to share with the group, we we'd love to hear it.
1: So just two things. One, thanks to everybody for today and uh, I just want to have our group if we can for uh, Doug and Don Barry. Uh, who lost their beautiful daughter, um, Sienna, um, at 14. Uh, if everybody could pray for that family um, through this really grief-stricken time. And Doug was in St. Louis with us. And so want to spend, you know, if we can all send blessings his way would be really powerful. And then more importantly, as well, not more importantly, but just, I just ask anybody, if they're on the call, if we could just close our eyes for one minute and if you've heard anything today, and you decide you might want to give your life to to Jesus or God, you know it's 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 a beautiful thing. If you just ask and just say, you know, God, I Lord, I ask you if you'll come into my heart. I'm tired of you know carrying the burdens of my life. I want to turn my life, my will, over to you, Lord, and have you come into my life and lead me and guide me. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. The beautiful thing is, if you said that prayer. We are a group here. We're here for you. We got a great community, uh, and all you had to do is say that, and you will uh, be on your journey. And I just wanted to say that because I just think it's super important. It's changed my life, so I wanted to give everybody the opportunity to share that. And thanks again for an amazing day, Ron. All right, Chris, and and thank you. And uh, for for anybody that uh, wants to
0: reach out to us, we have uh, individuals in the Christian Fellowship community uh, that will that will spend time with you and, and talk to you uh, about your life walk. So thank you for that, Chris. We appreciate it. And see you next time. Thank you very much, everybody. Take care. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual. Listeners of Christian Fellowship community presentations and any recordings acknowledge that these productions are exclusively owned by CFC and listeners agree to only use for their listening and not to make any use for any commercial reason.